You are now listening to another episode of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily with your host, Anthony Cass Clark. This is a daily podcast documenting the thoughts of the everyday entrepreneur. Let's get into it. Good people of the world. What is up? It's your boy, Anthony Cass Clark. It's your boy, Dave Good. And this is another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily. Daily. Listen, if you're watching this right now, it is a very different scenery. Same office, different scene. So don't be alarmed. And same great content. So um, you are probably wondering, who is this in the middle, right? And you should wonder no longer. Let me, give, let me give you the grand intro, okay? This is Ashley Robinson, the founder of Green Cardigan Marketing. Number one, number one agency voted in South Florida? That's it, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, number one agency in Fort Lauderdale. This is a superstar here. We are blessed to be in her presence. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, Listen, yes. We cleaned the table. We made sure that everything was great before she got here yes listen we are happy to have her on the podcast uh no this podcast though is going to be great um we're, we're interviewing ashley kind of just get her story because she's someone who can provide a lot of inspiration a lot of knowledge a lot of thoughts on marketing and where we are in 2021 moving into 2022 and who better to have on the pod than the number one agency in Florida? you better believe it Come on, come on. Ashley, welcome to the pod. What's up? Welcome, Thanks, guys. Welcome. Nice for to be sure, here. For sure. Good put on his nice jacket. Let's <laughs> <laughs> roll. Yeah, he put on his good jacket. Put on his good jacket. Yes, I'm good ready. Jacket. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited. For sure, for sure. All right, so let's get started. So tell us where you are from. Alabama. You can't hear it? <laughs> roll Tide. I'm from um, a kind of small town in northeast Alabama in between Birmingham and Atlanta. Uh, born and raised there, went to school there, went to college in that part of the world. So it's called Oxford, Alabama, and then moved to South Florida about four years ago. Well, just a small town girl. That's it. Living in. I'm sorry. I thought you would have went to the Sweet Home, Alabama. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Sweet Home, Alabama. Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. Sorry. All right. So, right. So you lived in Alabama, right? Your entire life up until four years ago. That's it. Uh, what? What kind of gives you a signal to move from Alabama, right? You've been there your entire life. My whole life, yeah. So my husband, uh, he, he accepted a job here in South Florida. So uh, okay. we moved for his job. I was working at an agency then, so I could kind of work anywhere. Right. Um, was already in the process of thinking what I wanted to do and start my own business. Uh, and so it just made sense. And um, we came down here and visited, and, and I know you both – can experience this. There's nothing like South Florida where we like live. That. It nothing is, like it at all. I would encourage anyone to come down here. Um, yeah. It is absolute paradise. And when you're from a small <laughs> town in Northeast Alabama, when there's not much to do, yeah. uh, you're like, this is great. So we moved for his job, and then um, I quickly got started doing what I was doing. Wow, wow. So first, I'll, two questions for you. One, tell us about like a culture shock moment mm. in South Florida. Really? This is the whole of the crazy, right? <laughs> definitely. And you're definitely. coming from Alabama, small yeah. town. I know what small town life is like. Yeah. It's tell a different world. Tell us what so we move immediately, move here and live in a condo out on the beach. And nice. so 
I would say first culture shock is going to the beach and seeing what these men are wearing. <laughs> and let me just say, for those who do not know, it is not a lot. No, it's it not, is not, not a lot of clothing yeah. that some of the um, our Latino friends yeah. enjoy wearing <laughs> on the beach. And look, yes. more power to you, bro. Yes. You got the confidence. Yeah, to go. Definitely. Let's go. White so that pants, was the first one. White pants on Saturday. White and pants. Speedos on Sunday. Speedo on Sunday, baby. Let's roll. <laughs> right. So I would say that's the first culture shock um, and then in a more serious tone um, just the acceptance of of this part of the world of saying look we don't care what what religious beliefs or your your skin color or your background or your your financial yeah, yeah, yeah. status it's a very open Definitely. culture yeah, yeah. and my husband and I have really embraced that we love that yeah. we love how open and accepting others are of just who who you are it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. necessarily matter and i come from a again a smaller town right. with um with just a southern mentality yeah, yeah. love where i'm from really proud of where i'm from it's just different right for and sure so that's what i love yeah. the most about south right Florida. my family's from the south also so okay. i know what's like literally my family's from a small town two thousand people wow so i get it i know you what that's get like. it yeah. yeah so it's interesting um because you 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 realize that you do live in like a totally different world in south florida like we have you can name all the cultures here, like it's Puerto Ricans, it's Cubans, mm-hmm. Dominicans, Haitians, Jamaicans, the Barbie, you know, it just keeps going and going and going. And it's like, wow. And then you go back home and you're like, <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's totally different. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah. And learning other, other, um, you know, other people's culture and, and how they believe, it's just been yeah. really fascinating. Yeah, for sure. They uh, literally, they literally call here. South Florida melting pot. Yeah, melting, melting pot, pot. of the world. Yeah. And it is. Because you're, you're, you're not going to get 10 people, put 10 people together, and the odds of you getting 10 people from the same continent are probably rare. Yep. You know? Super rare. Yep. We're from all parts of the globe, yeah. and it's it makes for a really interesting um, way of life, but I love it. Oh, I really nice. love it. Nice, nice. Okay, so growing up in Alabama, uh, were you in, like, were you seeing entrepreneurship? Did you have any entrepreneurs in your family? Yes, okay. yes, and yes. So I grew up, um, my dad and my mom are pastors. They pastor oh, nice. a, a church there in Alabama. And I, I think it's hard for people to realize that a church is a business. Yes, it is. So growing up, my parents started a church, two people. Now they're probably a thousand wow. people. So watch them grow up and have a small business and, and it become a successful small business. And then also, my parents wanted more. Um, for their kids. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a pastor's salary isn't necessarily um, the greatest source of income. So they started flipping houses on the side right. to provide for my siblings and I. Um, nice. And so I watched two people really hustle, mm-hmm. right? They were carrying three or four different jobs. Right. And so I saw that and saw that's all I knew was an entrepreneur family that our our businesses were our world yeah you know they never had a nine to five and and so that's what I knew so growing up in that and then an early age 12 or 13 I started playing golf Ah. so you play golf which is the most individualistic individual sport so combine the two I know that is what shaped me Mm. into um, this mindset of being an entrepreneur. Right, nice. right. Wow. Nice, so nice. what were some of the values that you took from your parents? Uh, 
it's cheesy, but I mean, hard work yeah. is, my mom has got the most determined mindset. My sister and I often say, you know, if she chose to say today, I think I'm gonna be the president. I'm it's confident down. it's gonna happen. Yeah. Wow, wow. Sometimes it's a lot, because yeah. she's going to achieve everything she sets her mind to. Mm -hmm. um, but that was, that is something, I mean, that is very much ingrained in me, and I have that trait of hers, I'm so mm -hmm. thankful I do, Same. of, look, it's just gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna get it done. Right. How do you get it done? I'm not sure, but I'm just gonna figure out how to mm -hmm. get it done. Right. Um, so that would be, man, that trait. And again, I learned, to, I, I played golf. I'm, at this point, I'm starting to become pretty competitive in golf. And it's the same thing in golf. I don't have you to rely on. You know, right. you're not my teammate. Yep. It's all on me. Yep. So you really have to learn this trait of, you've got to figure it out. you got to be scrappy yep. and you got to make do with your level. I wasn't extremely talented physically in golf, but I was able to achieve a little bit more maybe because of my mental um, capacity yeah. or, or my mental strength that I learned from watching right. my parents. Right, yeah. My mother, my mother said the same thing all the time. She's like, Hey, you are the most tunnel vision person I know. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you set your mind on something, mm -hmm. and you're gonna run and do mm -hmm. it. Like I remember uh, growing up, and we had like our, you know, how you become like of age, uh -huh. and you want to make your own decisions. Yep. And I decided that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to uh, go to school, right? So I went to school for a couple semesters, and I was paying out of my pocket for it, no financial aid. And I was like, I. <laughs> Something, something's missing here. It's just not for me, right? And I remember having that conversation with them, and uh, it was not a good conversation. Of mm. course, they were very upset. But this is like last week we were having, uh, we were out to dinner. She said, you know, I couldn't see it at the time. Mm. But you have really made, like, something of yourself and really have succeeded. And she was like, that's all due to your tunnel mind. Yeah. Yes. You know? I was like, was oh, that yes. rewarding? Yeah. To oh, hear my your mom God. say that? Oh, my God. Super rewarding. Right? Because you gotta remember, so like, my father is Jamaican, right? And he's like stereotypical Jamaican, right? Okay. Come to America, work two, three jobs. Yep. Like, he, that's him. He works. Okay. And right? And all he wanted was better for his children. So, watching me like take this curve and not go like the mm. traditional route scared the crap mm. out of them. Yep. Uh, but now they're super proud, you know? So, it's really rewarding. Very rewarding. That's cool. I mean, that's an interesting story right of your both your parents perspectives and then you being you being raised in the United States how you have yeah kind of changed that I mean you've just molded your dad's yep. work ethic into a little bit it's a little bit different but it's still the same DNA the same structure yeah. is there yeah it just yeah. looks a little different right for sure like not to like I'm not interviewing you know myself but <laughs> <laughs> just to get into like a quick story I you know I always tell people this like when the thing that I believe changed my entire mindset in my life was when my mother uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer mm. and she couldn't work. At the same time, the firm that my father was working for went under. So literally there was no income in the house mm. and my entire life I saw my dad, you know, he was like a computer engineer. Mm -hmm. I saw him lay tile. I saw him like wow. connect people's cable, mm -hmm. <laughs> all types of things. And I was like, oh, okay. That's hustle. the definition of it, you know? That's the like hustle. when all else, when all falls on you, you have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so anyway, enough about me. 
I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, Enough yeah. about me. <laughs> no, no, no I, I agree with you. You just got to make it happen. Yeah, you got to figure sure. out how to do it. For sure. Okay, so you get these qualities and values from your from your parents, right? Your mom is incredible. So did you have the idea of becoming an entrepreneur for yourself? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I always, I always knew that was the route. That was, I was not going to conform to the normal nine to five. That was yeah. going to be hard for me. Right. I'm a very independent person. Um, and again, I've now got these traits that I've developed and I'm starting to become an adult. I'm playing golf. I see that I am good enough to play at the next level. So I get a scholarship. I play golf in nice, college. Nice. And so that is when the age of what am I, what am I going to get my degree in? Right, you right. know, and that's when you start to think of like, okay, well, whatever it is, um, I don't know how far golf's going to take me. Again, I knew I was not exceptionally talented. I don't know if I could make a career. I ended up cut to the end. I ended up trying to become professional. I played for a few years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very glad I did that. One of the greatest achievements that I was able to do that. But again, I knew that golf wasn't going to take me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So what do I want to do with my life? So, okay, well, I enjoy people. And so I ended up getting a degree in public relations. And, and still in college, I knew I want to be an entrepreneur, but I had no clue mm-hmm. how that was going to look. What was that? But that's never, I don't know, it was, that was never the thing for me, right. right? It was never like, this is the one thing I want to do. I just know I want to have my own thing. Right. And I really didn't care what it was. Right, as long as you want your freedom. That's what it was. I right. want to hustle for Ashley. Yeah. I don't want to hustle and work so diligently and, and tirelessly for someone else. Right. So I would say to answer your question, to college is the age that it really started to, okay, I want. I know one day I'm going to have my own business. Don't know what that is yet. I'm. I'm okay with not knowing what that is. Let's just start to build the framework for that. Right. Okay. So you say you ended up at an agency. I did. How did that happen? So I'm living in this small town in Alabama. Um, after college, I moved down to Orlando and played professionally for two years. So I get some local sponsorships. Nothing big. I, I hate even saying that I played professional because people think, oh, you made millions. It's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. It's absolutely the contrary. It's actually very rough. It's uh, so difficult. Uh, like, don't the golfers have to pay to enter? You do, and levels? it's a lot of money okay. per yeah. tournament. Right. So you're playing yeah. in a tournament every week and you're talking several thousand dollars right. for each yep. tournament wow. yeah. so yeah. i get some local sponsors in mm-hmm. the town where i'm from um and i moved down to orlando and i start playing professionally on this little tour for two years mm-hmm. so i do that for two years i'm like okay not good enough to make money i'm not good enough to put food on the table it's time to go back to alabama and start my career and that's how i ended up at the agency was it was 45 minutes an hour from my house in Oxford, um, but that's okay. I wanted that experience. Again, not having any clue that I would end up having an agency one day. Um, the number so, one agency, by the way. Hey. So I start working at this agency in Birmingham, Alabama, and, um, and, and so that's where the experience and that's where my mind starts racing right. of, huh, I can okay. do this. I can do this. Right. Yeah, I could do something like this and so then I worked there for several years I went and worked another place doing marketing my husband and I moved to South Florida so I start back at the agency working remotely and then things start aligning where I see 
okay, this could be something, and that's, you know, the legal aspect starts coming into play, mm-hmm. we're doing marketing for lawyers. Right. So now the pieces are starting to fall together. Right, right. So Green Cardigan is primarily or specifically for attorneys. For lawyers, yeah. Lawyers. We do all things digital marketing for lawyers. Anyone in the legal industry, um, both civil, criminal practice areas, uh, we, we're working with currently. 10 different states, lawyers in 10, 12 different states. So yeah, when I'm, when I'm at the agency and I'm working at other jobs, simultaneously my sister is married to, or marries at this point, a lawyer mm. in Atlanta. And so I start working with, shout out David Winnicher, criminal defense attorney in Atlanta. So I start working with David and I start doing his marketing on the side and it's just a side hustle, right? I'm working a full, nine to five job and again the whole time i'm working this nine to five i'm like this is not for me this is not me to go in and work for someone else and so i'm working for him on the side and realize this could be something you know i'm realizing the legal mind the lawyer's mind their brains just work differently it's difficult for them to understand marketing Mm -hmm. yes yes and and second of all they just purely do not have the time. 100%. So I start doing his marketing and he's telling a friend and I pick up a second lawyer oh, and then right. I pick up a third yeah. lawyer. So it was a very organic growth. Right. Like nice. in all things in life, I would have never thought it would have worked out this mm-hmm. way. Um, but he starts telling a friend and tells a friend and I'm able to, to go from full time to part, part to full. completely dropping it and doing oh. this full time. Right, so. Right. It happened very organically with just him in Atlanta and it spreads and this person tells their friend in Tennessee and this one tells their friend in, in Arizona right. or whatever it be. Right. So it just ended up spreading really organically. Like right. That. So, okay. So how long were you a solopreneur, right? So running your agency mm. as a one-person show? Ooh. Um, Maybe 18 months, okay. and it feels like an eternity, yeah. the 18 months. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm sure if you're listening, you're like, oh, come on, 18 months. But if you've ever hey, ran a business yeah. by yourself, 18 Ooh. months oh, was the, probably the most growth in my life. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I would say 18 months, wow. and or even less than that. And then I start contracting um, some content writers, and then I'm contracting um, you know, social media, and then I'm doing contracting web developers and so um, I, I quickly again a year 18 months into it I start finding some really good just really fortunate to find some great contract work who have now turned into more full-time work right, yes. right wow wow so so you go and you start your agency starts to roll right and I think there's a difference between when you roll into something and then when you actually have like a like a 150-page business plan. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which one was it for you? Was it more rolling into it, or did you have like a business plan set out for yourself? Man, I am so type A. <laughs> I wanted it. <laughs> oh, God, I kill myself sometimes. Like my to-do list, have to-do lists that have a reminders, right. that have alarms. Yeah. It's like, you're an idiot. Stop it. <laughs> so I'm con- so I wanted it to, there's a heart of me that wants it to be more organic, mm-hmm. um, but there's nothing in my life that happens organic. It's all pre-planned. Yeah. So yeah. the moment I start to see that this is becoming a thing, I start writing out the business yeah. model. Yeah. And again, I had worked at a really great right. agency right. in Birmingham, Alabama. Right. They taught me a lot. Um, 
I enjoyed working there. You know, it's they kill it. They work in strictly automotive mm-hmm. advertising agency. Right. Um, and so I saw this great model, and I'm a firm believer in why reinvent the wheel. Yeah, exactly. And so I saw yeah. what they were able to do and was able to write my own business model yeah. with things that I thought needed to be different for right. the legal field, um, things that needed just for me personally needed to be different. So mm-hmm. um, probably the business model came in pretty early on right, for me. Right. Because that's just my personality. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. No, it is but, the right way. But man, it's, I, it's exactly the right I way. I am such a say, strong. God bless you. A personality. I did not work at an agency. I mm. actually had opportunities to join some pretty large agencies. I have a great friend of mine who's an exec at uh, one of the largest firms in America. And he asked me on many occasions hey, listen, come on board. Mm-hmm. I'll push you over this department, mm-hmm. this and that. But I was just like, I can't, man. Yeah. I can't. But sometimes I think, I'm like, how much time would I save yep. if I knew how mm-hmm. an actual agency works? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had to put things together myself. You it know? helps. Yeah. It, it helps. Yeah, I yeah. feel very fortunate yeah. to be able to model yeah. after, I mean, just a really solid mm-hmm. agency. The, right. the family who started uh, the agency, it's, it's been in business for years and years, and they clearly know what they're doing. Right. And so I was mm-hmm. able to have a front row seat mm-hmm. at a really successful guy, um, John Paul Strong, who owns Strong Automotive. I was able to watch him and, and say, you know, this is a great model. There's a few things that need tweaking right. just because of me being the owner and because I'm working with legal, right. but it was still a good foundation. Yeah, for sure. Strangely enough, I used to work in law as a parent. Really? Yeah. And okay. so I didn't have any agency experience. Okay. I had plenty of law experience, mm-hmm. right? And one thing about law firms is that it's all about processes, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you have a file that enters into the firm. It's going to start off in the first legal department. Mm-hmm. And that file moves mm-hmm. all through the firm mm-hmm. until you go to court or mm-hmm. trial. And then, you know, you win or lose mm-hmm. or it's thrown out, whatever. Mm-hmm. But throughout that entire process, there's literally a process, mm-hmm. A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. And so I took that framework and applied it to my agency. Mm-hmm. And that's... What really, really helped me out a lot because I knew that, okay, I need strong processes. That's interesting, yeah. SOPs, right. That's interesting that you were able to um, see, like, the parallels, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And because I think some people might overlook that. Right, right. Yeah, I just, you know, I hated my job, right? But I loved mm-hmm. the experience. Did you hate your job because you were working a nine-to-five for someone else? Yes. Okay. Yes, it bothered me to no end. Um and, you know, the thing with me is, if I do something, I'm going to give it my best, mm. right? But there's a level of passion with me. So I'm, I have the ability to execute. But it comes to a certain point where I get burned out mm. if I don't have passion for mm-hmm. it. And then I have to back out. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me in law, right? Okay. I moved up pretty quickly, you know, supervisor positions, mm-hmm. all types of things like that. But I just couldn't take it anymore. I was like, I, I'm not serving this place well. Mm. And it's not serving me well. Sure. So I have to do what I need to do. But you were still able to take what you learned from that, which isn't uh-huh. that such a, I mean, isn't that the most, one of the most important lessons in life, yeah. right, is to be able to take lessons you learn in all situations yeah. and being able to apply it to your marriage, your business, yep. Yep. friendships, relationships. Indeed. Like, Indeed. So it's, you know, the fact that you were able to take that is a valuable skill set because I see I see that that's not a skill set everyone possesses. Yeah. And, and I struggle with it, too, of 
what am I learning from this situation? This is a difficult situation, yep. but what am I learning yep. from it? And how mm-hmm. can I make it applicable to other areas? Yep, indeed. I was just like definitely listening to when you were saying how being at the agency, you was able to look at how they process things and then say, this needs to be tweaked mm. here, this needs to be put here. It showed me too, there's a power in paying attention. Because mm. yeah. mm. it's not every, not everyone. Yeah. It's a power in yeah. paying attention. If you pay attention, yeah. you know a lot of times the answer is right That seems so simple, right? But do we, we're all guilty of not doing Definitely. that sometimes. You know what it is? People let frustration get in their way. Mm. Right? It's like, I could have easily been super frustrated with my job and said, I hate this place. I'm not, whatever. But why throw everything? It, mm. It's not all bad. Mm-hmm. Some parts is good. As long as you pay attention. Pay attention. Yes. Right. right? And you're yes. like, okay, yes. let me look at it from a different mindset. Let me not right. be pessimistic and say, right. what am I learning from yep. this? Exactly. Again, and I think that's exactly. applicable to other areas. You know, yep. if you're having relationship issues with whomever it may be, how can I, this is frustrating, this is difficult, this is emotionally draining, mm-hmm. but how can I take lessons that I'm learning from this and apply it to other areas? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, for sure, yeah. So, okay, so tell us about where Green Cardigan is right now, mm-hmm. and then uh, where you plan on being within, I know, t- stereotyp- I mean, very typical question, five years from now. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm a type A personality, so those questions are good for me. <laughs> I go to bed dreaming about right. these questions. I mean, like, my, my notebook. Yeah, would you like to see? Yeah. Um, so where we are today is, again, 10, 12 states. We're working with 25 different lawyers. Um, I have a small team here in South Florida. I've got a few other contractors throughout. I've got a really great contractor in Alabama. So... A smaller staff of, um, with all the contractors and myself, five, six, seven team members. Nice. Um, so in five years, uh, and, and let me back up. So to date, our bread and butter would be the, the smaller boutique size firms. Yep. Mm-hmm. So one to five partners, okay. um, and then the necessary staff to go along with that. You know, gotcha. the paralegals nice. and, and of counsels. Nice. Um, where I want to be in five years is I'd like to move up to more of the medium-sized firms. So you're looking at, you know, 10 to 40, 50 partners. And so cumulative, the staff of 100 or more. Right. Um, so that's the, I want to continue to serve the boutique firms. Yeah. I love people. I love relationships. I love getting to know what does what makes good tick. What What is it about you? I love getting to know um, human beings and their stories. Again, I think I learned something from it. Selfishly, I think I learned from something from it. And I just love people. So I want to maintain relationships with these small boutique firms and I want to continue to work for them. They need the work. You know, what makes sense for a firm to hire me is when it it makes more financial sense versus hiring a full-time marketing person. So I want to continue to serve those people. But I also do want to move into the medium-sized firm um, to the, that arena and, and continue to keep my smaller firms. And then I'd like to have um, several teams within my staff. Mm, so yes, yes. the way I envision my firm growing is, you know, you have an account coordinator or account manager, you have a social person, an SEO person, paid web developer, and that group, that team right. is working on 20 right. firms, however it may be. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to have, so I have that one team now 
but I, I want to duplicate this yeah, team of, nice. of really great humans that I'm so fortunate to have now. I want to duplicate them into four or five different nice. teams right. so we can grow and keep the same processes that we're, we're learning now and, right. and developing. Phenomenal. I love that. No, you really are type A because that was like an excellent answer. Right? Excellent answer. Like, I, I love it. Like, you were very clear and concise. I think about this stuff far too much. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. I love it. I love it because I kind of see my own vision within mm. that, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so question for you. Mm -hmm. So now that Green Cardigan is number one in South Florida, mm. right? what's next for you all, right? So I know that you want to get bigger firms right. and such, but what's next for Ashley? Uh, for Ashley is to be able to step out of the day-to-day -day a little bit more to do what, what I love, what makes me tick, which is, again, humans. Yeah. Getting to know you. Not just my clients, but, I mean, you know, meeting you two guys today. Yeah. In order to do this, I have to continue to empower and equip my staff to maintain the day-to-day, -day, you know, grind tasks so I can continue to just oversee big picture yep. and do, and also... I mean, for the, the business to grow, it's for me to develop relationships. For yeah. Ashley to grow and tick and love life, that's what keeps me going mm -hmm. is relationships. Right. I love that. I love feeling like I'm making a difference in someone's yeah. life or they're mm -hmm. empowering me and having meaningful conversations. Right. So that's, I'm, those things align. That's how my business is gonna grow and that's how I'm gonna grow as a person. So that's what's next for me is to figure that out of stepping away from the agency, mm -hmm. the day-to-day, -day, maintaining those relationships with those clients. Right. When they're needing a graphic built, they're calling their contact at the agency. They're calling right, right, Ignacio. Right. But when they're wanting to talk about their Christmas vacation, their big picture plans with their right. agency, or to tell me that their wife is pregnant, right. those are the main, those are the relationships I want to maintain. Right. Um, so that's what's, that is, what's on the horizon for me, which I'm sure will take a while, yeah. but that is the immediate plan for right. me. Do you think that relationships, building relationships and maintaining them are your biggest source of leads, of mm. lead generation? Yes. Mm. Yes. Gotcha. So my, I have tried paid ads. I haven't had much success with same, those. Same. Um, I've, I do sponsorships. I do networking. Nice. My greatest referral source are my clients mm -hmm. because again they find that it is much more beneficial for them financially to have me than for them to do it on their own mm -hmm. right. or to them to hire someone because they realize the, the service that we provide at Green Cardigan is a full service and I hate that it's such a catchy phrase in our industry but it is so true yeah. you know and ask my clients they're going to agree when they update their iPhone and their email disconnects, who are they calling? <laughs> and, and, that's, right. and that's a lot. That means I'm always on the phone. But I but want the them to trust touch. me. That's yes. the personal yeah. touch. People I want don't them, realize that. Yes, I want yeah. them to say that. I want them to call me, hey, my kid just started a business and they need your help talking about marketing. I want them to call me on things that they're not paying me for. Right, me. yeah. Because it means they trust mm -hmm. me. Right. Um, it, it means that they find, you know, this relationship valuable. Yeah, indeed. Right? Indeed. So that's... That is the goal. Indeed. And that is the greatest referral source for me is because when you trust someone, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to tell your friends about 
what you trust. In the legal industry, I have found it to be a pretty tight group of people, especially female lawyers. Mm. And female lawyers love to work with a female because we are in a a male-dominated industry. And so this has been a recent discovery, I would say this year, of realizing that that is something that I'm not tapping into enough. Mm. I played an all-male sport. I grew up very much a tomboy, still am, love sports. And so for me, like kicking it with the guys is much more, I'm much more relaxed than with a bunch of girls. That's just more of my vibe. So I never really take note of like, oh, this is a male dominated industry. Because to me, I'm cool with that. Again, I feel more comfortable just being like, yo, what up? You know? And then these female lawyers have started to point that out to me this year Mm. of, you know, we don't just we don't see a lot of this. We don't see a lot of females in this industry that can provide a service, you yeah. know, vendors. Yeah, yeah. And so they feel more comfortable working with me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm seeing that they run really tight, right. mm-hmm. these female lawyers. So that has been that has been a really great I've grown my female lawyer base this year. Um, quite a bit because of, of a few powerful female attorneys that I've developed relationships with. Yeah. And they are going to tell all of their friends right. wow. about me. That's amazing. Yeah, there's something about feel, like being able to be familiar and being able to relate, mm. right? Like they know that you know them, mm-hmm. like, right? There's mm-hmm. that femininity, mm-hmm. femininity mm-hmm. connection there. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful. I love that. So, you know, because a lot of us go through these issues where we're like, how do we develop leads? How do we do this? Mm-hmm. Do we launch paid ads? Do we do, you know, click funnels? Mm-hmm. Whatever. But there is a, a certain power to relationships that never changes. It's so invaluable. Yeah. And you can do the other things, which I think you need to. Right. I think there is a, a place for that, you know, and, and that's why I have tried paid ads and I will go back to them again eventually. Right. Um, and I will continue to do networking and marketing and sponsoring and, but the human aspect of it, right. there is nothing that can beat that. Yeah, right, I love that. Oh, good. You have anything? I was just, I honestly, I was literally just thinking, I was saying how, um, listening to how you would love to create more of a process with your team, mm. which allows you to get into the day to day. Help, and you know, that's my forte. Yeah. I like, I'm the helper. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe, and I say this a lot, that, you know, when you have good help, it allows the leader, it allows the boss. It allows the forefront to focus more on the people yeah. and less on the process. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, as as the boss, you get stuck in the process mm. so much, mm-hmm. you lose out on the relationship, you mm. lose out yeah. on the people. Yeah. And it's 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 really important. I, I I was like, it's nice to hear that yeah. because you know it it'll allow you to like you say get into that feel with the women. Mm. And you're paying attention mm-hmm. to that this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. because you see that. Mm-hmm. That's what's been said. But to do that, you can't be doing the day-to-day. I can't do the right. day-to-day. <laughs> I need a good to do the day. You yeah. know, I need those people who that's their God-given mm-hmm. talent right. is mm-hmm. they're not necessarily all about people. And that's great. We don't all need to be Ashley's. That would right. be horrible right. world to live in. <laughs> we need <laughs> no, the goods. We need Ashley. We need Anthony. We need all the different skill sets. Right. Um, 
And we know we need again. I'm from a pastor's family, so I very much have the mindset of we not just the skill set, but we need the passion. Yeah. What makes yeah. you tick? Yeah. You know, it's not all about uh, what you do today to day in your job. It's also what are you doing at home, yeah. and whether people want to admit it or not, those are going to be blended together. Yep. So, are you working in your passion? Are you working in my mother likes to call it the sweet spot of your life? Are you working in that area? Yeah. Yeah. And my sweet spot is people, and yeah. so finding those people who can help me with the day-to-day. You know, something I'm starting actually this week, and I learned this, my mother and father do this at their church with their staff. They do a quarterly off-site meeting. Mm. And so this quarterly off-site meeting, you go out of the office and you do not work on the day-to-day task. You're looking at big picture, and we're starting that this week, Tuesday. Nice, nice. My team and I are coming here to the Fat Village location, and we've got the conference room because I wanted, we're at downtown, yeah. so I want it to get out of our day-to-day routine. Right. Um, some of them work from home, so hey, let's all come together, and we're going to do three hours of what is it, what are you needing as a human? How can we advance that. you as a I human? What that. does the business need to advance? Yeah. Not what issues do we need tomorrow? What do mm-hmm. we need to do? What does the next quarter look like for the business? How can we grow the business? And then how can we grow each individual client? We're going to look at each individual I client. Love I love that. And we're not going to look at the small tasks. That's the ultimate goal this Tuesday is for me to say when they bring up something that's needing to be done this week, no, 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 that's not why we're here. Right. We're here to talk about what's happening with this law firm in March. April. How how are they going to call us in April and say whatever you're doing, it's working. Right. You know, and then we're I want to end it by talking about them as humans. Yeah. Are you in your sweet spot? Are you doing nice. what you enjoy here? If you're not first of all, if you're not happy here, let me help you move on. Right. Mm-hmm. If you are happy Ooh. here, what can we do? Right. What wow. can how can we make that better? Right. Are you wanting to come into the office more? Are you working too much in the office? Are you too much in the weeds on this? Like, how can I help you? Because if they're not happy, they're not going to do what I'm needing them to yeah. do, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we're starting to do that. Again, this is our first time. I've had experience watching my parents do this. I'm really excited about this. I think this yeah. is going to be good yeah. for us, and it's going to help our clients, and it's going to help them as humans. Um, and then we're going to end it by going on a team lunch, and it's kind of our Christmas nice. thing as well. So, yeah, I'll report back on how okay, this goes. Please, I have big plans. I don't I know. It that. could be a disaster. <laughs> Speaking of sweet spot, um, on the site, there's two things that stood out to me. I love them. Um, there's, there are people standing, and they're on the, th- on the ground. It says, passion mm. led us Passion led us here. That's awesome. So what... Where did that come from? Like Again, I mean, I keep going back to this, but my passion is helping people. It's loving on people. It's getting to know people. It's helping people feel, I want people in my life to feel understood. Yeah, that that's awesome. They, that they've, not only my close circle, my four or five people who I love with all of my heart, I want them to feel understood, yeah. but also want good to feel understood by Ashley. We're two totally different people, different walks of life. But I want, and then I want my clients to feel understood mm-hmm. and heard. And so that's what my passion is. And that, that tagline of passion led us here because passion has been, I'm a very passionate person. Um, sometimes it gets me, you know, too in the weeds on mm-hmm. things and, and too invested in people or too invested in 
I've got to back out sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but passion with golf, you know, it led me, golf taught me so much. It taught me so many valuable um, life skills about myself. And it led me down these paths. And, and I would say the passion of me loving people is what is the brains or the heartbeat behind my business and what I want to make sure I keep it, the, the heartbeat behind the businesses. Right the passion to help these people, yeah. these small business owners, these lawyers, yeah. help them achieve what they want to achieve. Awesome. I love that, I love that. I have one last question. Good, if you're all clear. I'm clear, I'm clear. I got one last question. Okay. Why green card? Why the name? Tell me. I get asked that so much. Okay, golf, right? Uh, We've got golf as the background here. Golf is the underlying theme. And so I'm starting at this point I don't know when, what year we're at, but I'm already starting to work with lawyers and I see this is it. Like this is like Eureka, right. okay? This is, I've known I wanted to do a business and it's starting to take off. I've gotta have a name. Yeah. Okay, if I know anything about marketing, it's I do not want a name that's got a lot of um, information, but yeah. I don't wanna compete right. with other names. Mm -hmm. When someone Googles, exactly. I don't wanna compete. So I did not want La la la, legal marketing. Right. Ashley's legal marketing, like right. how vanilla. I did right. not want that. I'm a little weird and quirky. If you've ever been to my office, I have an office, yeah. a sign, a fluorescent sign in my office that says stay weird. Yeah. It's like my life motto. <laughs> I've always been a little different, a little unique. As I've gotten older, I've really tried to embrace that. And so I wanted a quirky little name. I love golf. I wanted to give like a shout out and homage to golf. So my husband and I are going to the Masters right. one nice, year. Nice. So he, he was a golf course superintendent. So we've been very fortunate to right. go to the Masters right. many times. So we're going to the Masters and I'm, I'm thinking I need names. I need right. names. I've got a notes section in my phone with 5,000 ridiculous <laughs> names. And I hear on the radio something about a green cardigan. It was some kind of commercial or something. We're driving down the road. And it was just like, huh. Okay, this, this makes me think of golf. Mm -hmm. Green cardigan, the green jacket, mm -hmm. Augusta. It makes me think of golf. I Google it. The only green cardigans are from Dillard's or Macy's. Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, and I thought, if I could meet a lawyer, and when they leave, they're like, something about a yellow cardigan or a green mm -hmm. something. And they could Google it, and hopefully it. they could find me. I and I was like, okay, yeah. I think this is it. Yeah. And it, it was as simple as that, and it sounds kind of, um, elementary or, or there wasn't much thought process but that's what I wanted I love it. again my yeah. strong type A personality I knew that I could meditate and focus on a name for 17 years <laughs> and I would overthink the right, hell out of right, it right. so I wanted something pretty basic pretty simple reminded me of golf so when I thought of it I was like all right I love it this is it, I love it. let's I not love overthink it. it let's roll I loved it so we have the number one agency in South Florida here on the podcast <laughs> We've been so gracious to speak to you, um, and you know, thank you for your time. Absolutely, thank I, you, guys. We enjoyed the conversation. Really enjoyed conversation it. Was awesome. beautiful. Um, you know, I'm gonna. I talk a lot, so I'm gonna end it off like this. How has life changed since the number one agency? How has life changed? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Not much. I mean, that's great exposure, though. I'm, it is. Uh, super it was excited really cool. for you. Thank super you. happy. I saw that come across my timeline. I was like, oh, look. yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, thank you. I think you. Uh, the runner-up was. Uh, was Duke's uh -huh. at, at Super Agency. Yes. I think he's across the street. I don't know where he's at. I believe he's in, uh, I'm not going to talk about his location, but shout out to you, Dukes. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, so 
we had Ashley Robinson, the founder of Green Cardio Marketing, yes, yes, on the yes. podcast. Been such a beautiful conversation. Please share this podcast with anybody and everybody that you know. You see the clips pop up on Instagram or Facebook. Hit the share button. Please. There's a lot of information to be to be heard, a lot of knowledge to be taken in. So do that. Um, as always, you can follow me or the agency on Instagram at ACC Branding. You can follow me, my personal account, at CASS4QL, which is, I never, did I ever explain what 4QL stands for? Once. Once? Okay. It's actually my old podcast. Okay. But it's literally everywhere, so I can't change it. Okay. okay. <laughs> you got to roll but, uh, with it. Yeah, you got to roll with it. Because it's who so, you are now. Yeah, so uh, follow that. Uh, Ashley, where can people follow you? At Green Cardigan Marketing. Love it. All socials. Yes. Good. Mr. Dot Dave Good. Mr. Dot Dave Good. And, of course, this has been another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily. Thank yes. you for listening. As, of course, peace, blessings. Cheers. 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 Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.